What up, troops? What's going on? It's Jerry Lou, the Looper, giving you another Loudest Looper episode. Now, just checking in on you. <clears throat> I was really thinking the format of the show was going to be a lot more, um, how you say, uh, uh, more caddy friends coming on. We do it conversation style, but my the old Red Dragon shit the bed. The Red Dragon is my car, and it shit the bed about a month ago, and it's really tough to coordinate or get people to come over here to um do the podcast with me especially tough when you smoke that much weed in the garage and the wife yells at you incessantly even though it doesn't smell that that bad after the next day and so forth um we're not really going to be doing some podcasts here in the near future my choice i like to respect her or what have you mm. Ooh, that was a triple laser beam so i'll just do a solo show for you folks we'll keep it brief got a lot of stuff to cover here we got some uh how one shitty golfer that you can caddy for can make you feel like all golfers are shitty, despite the fact that I've worked for dozens of wonderful people all year. Uh, we'll talk about Tiger's car crash, some of my thoughts on how people are handling it, not necessarily how Tiger's doing, um, the state of my golf game, um, and uh, so forth. We lost someone at the resort very, very near and dear to um, all of us there. And many of you listening to the sound of my voice met or uh, know who this guy is as well. And uh, we'll get into that uh, briefly, but I, I, I uh, shortly, but I know I've known the guy my whole life, so it's even more personal. I got a caddy friend of mine who's been making the rounds on Twitter that we need to uh, break down a little bit. And uh, new golf jocks. The hell is that? Oh, jokes. New golf jokes. Oh, that's the little thing I wrote down, jocks. I write like crap. Um, yeah, didn't really, uh, new golf jokes. I'm, I'm sure I'll think of some funny things or isms to say as we go. Also, um, when I get to the sponsor read, I will, for Bomb Squad Golf, uh, my other podcast with uh, Matt Smith. You can find him at Bomb Squad Matt on the Twitter machine. You can find me at Jerry Lou Looper. And that's about it in terms of finding me and him. You can probably find elsewhere, but um, I hate to say it. I have a new thing with things. I don't care. You find that on your own. Uh, he's my co-host in the bomb squad podcast and the promo code applies to that, but I'll be telling you here as well. So stick around, listen, and you can still get 10% off a fine product. So let's just start off at the top where you guys want some good caddy dirt, some good caddy talk. Well, I had a fella who was a doozy um in regards to relieving the names out of this in fact i just blocked my employer on twitter because they don't follow me and i feel like so long as i just don't advertise where i work or where i'm from i just say i'm a caddy and i leave names out of it things can't go poorly so that being said i uh i work for uh uh meineke uh uh tire no i'm kidding um i had this golfer he was there for five days uh, he fired his caddy on the first day, picked me up uh, on the second day. He's, he seemed like a nice enough fella. He was uh, probably in his early 70s, um, uh, based off the courses that he played at. He wasn't really, a, he where, based, where he lived, he wasn't a member anywhere, but he played at some of the top 
public courses in that area very frequently. So he didn't need to be a member anywhere. It's a, uh, this good old boy, uh, he, uh, he, he played some of the top public tracks in the state around there, uh, where, was around where he, where he normally plays. So he fired his caddy the first day, and he told me because, oh, he kind of, um, Hiro was his caddy, and he said, Hiro kind of checked out on me. And I just thought to myself, well, I don't work with Hiro, know Hiro very well, but okay, whatever. And uh, I do know the weather their first day when he was with him was very bad. It was very poor. This was a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, this is being recorded in the first week of March, 2021, in the year of our Lord and, and Hallowed Soul. Um, I keep forgetting that no, only one person can really watch this right now when they're rewatching it or going back to edit. And that's my network director, Ty. And sometimes I try to be uh, visual or funny with it. And it's tough because I don't have a background in radio or anything. I have a background in theater, which means uh, it's good to be expressive and you have to be visual and I just have to sit here uh, with, a, with a lollipop up my ass, as Jack would say. So um, this golfer, old fella, um, he said uh, they had bad weather a couple weeks ago. This was uh, just after Valentine's Day, I imagine, in terms of time frame. It's, you, you deal with one asshole. It just it puts your whole like, life radar on the fritz in terms of, mm, I had uh, my golfer today, great fellow named Joe and his buddy Eric. Uh, it was Joe's birthday trip. Uh, shout out to you guys. Worked for you, Joe, today. You guys were a delight. Eric's only been playing golf uh, eight months. He drove number 14 green abandoned. Oops. Crossings. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, anyways, I gave them my information. I hope they're listening to the show one day. Very cool fellas. Um, but uh, they made me feel real good in a certain regard where I felt like like they were laughing i know eric's a great gregarious guy but he was laughing really hard at my jokes and uh, a lot of the stuff i said he made me feel like confucius but moreover we uh, we we uh, saw eye to eye on a lot of stuff and most of it when it comes to golf is uh appreciating what you have no matter what you have it and uh and essentially enjoying why the whole point of why you're being there i mean golf after all is a game god damn it it's a sport uh modified into something that we can enjoy <clears throat> physically all together no matter how old we get or how hobbled we are so i said to joe earlier today i said uh we all know the cliche that uh you know one rot there's it just takes one rotten apple to ruin a bushel but to be fair we all know what a rotten apple looks like so we all know like if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck you can call it a duck and and no matter how, like, uh, like I said, no matter how cliche you want to be with the uh, rotten apple and the ruins of bushel thing, I like to think that well, we can spot a rotten, rotten apple, hopefully from miles away or before we pick it off the tree. And let's not put it in the bushel because the rest of us are trying to have a good time. So this fella, <clears throat> he was just, he, this golfer, the angry golfer in question, we're off Joe now, Joe, you're a great guy um, on this, old, uh, this, uh, this geezer. He just wouldn't accept the compliment. I worked for him for the next four days. And after a few holes, I could just see why Hiro checked out and didn't want to engage with the guy and why the guy wanted a different caddy. And ultimately, like, I stopped saying good shot after working 36 holes with him because I'm just kind of like, look, I, I, you don't have to say thank you, but at least acknowledge that I said that because I don't have to say it, but I did. So I, it's just, it's habit, isn't it, folks? If you're, I mean, anyone listening who's, uh, who's an actual golfer, I hope it's most of you, don't, would you under, understand or appreciate like you hit a good shot? You feel good internally, but everyone sees it and recognizes like, hey, good shot. I, I, I'd like to think if I'm caddying in a foursome, I would say good shot at least 50 times that day. I'd love to. 
Anywho, uh, this guy was just a sourpuss. He was just awful. Uh, I got, I have the notes here written down. I'm going to tell you, tell them in order how I wrote them down to you. I put prostrate, prostate, <laughs> big difference, prostate, angry, and cheat. So the second day I come up to him, we're, we're at one of the courses and I say, I, I just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to turn up, I'm going to turn on the charm. I'm going to be super saccharine sweet. And I'm just going to, the only way I'm going to get through this is if I just, I'm super nice to him. And I just look at everyone and be like, oh, can you believe this guy? I mean, uh, I'm trying to be nice here. I say like, Hey blank, how are you doing today? Uh, how, no, how was your night last night? Used to be before uh, uh, COVID that, there was so many things, not so many things people could do in the first place, but now everyone has to hang out in their rooms and get food delivered to them. And unless you want to hang out with each other and play cards or dice, there ain't dick to do in Coos County's. Uh, it, oh, uh, yeah, it, in this area. <clears throat> Anyways, God, this is going to be tough to concentrate on the fly. Excuse me. <sighs> Anyways. So I ask, I just, I, I always just ask everybody when they come in a big group of guys or gals, uh, hey, did you have fun last night? What'd you do last night? So I see this guy and I'm just like, hey man, how was your night last night? Uh, did you have a good night last night? And he just was like, immediately was like, oh, fucking awful. And I just kind of was like, I just kind of looked at the other caddies with like this look on my face, like, do you see what I mean? This is the start we're off to. Like, it's just piss and groan and moan. And he explained to me that he was up at 1.30 in the morning pissing blood. And I was just kind of like, well, okay, that's something to be upset about for sure. And he brought up that he had prostate problems. And I was just kind of like, oh, I mean, but I started thinking of a thought in my head. But he did say that he was thinking about going to the ER and he would have gone to an ER, but there wasn't a shuttle available, whether it was from our facility or around our area or from the hospital. Like there just wasn't a service available. I mean, go figure the town I live in, folks, if you need to buy gasoline between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., you be fucked. The, the, there are only two things open in my town 24 hours a day. And they're both mini marts and only one of them even has a hot food uh, choice. And anyways, my God. <clears throat> so needless to say, he, uh, he said that he would have gone to the ER if uh, they had uh, waited to uh, take him there, but they didn't. So he, but then he said he started to feel better. My God, this was like, he said he, this happened to him at one in the morning. I was talking to him at like eight 30, tops in terms of how good my memory is. Anywho, he, uh, so I just kind of thought like, oh, that's terrible. But I kind of thought in my head, well, maybe, you know, I, I did, I didn't say it out loud because God forbid, you know, the, hopefully he's alive, he's alive as long as, uh, he's supposed to be, but he, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't rude. Did <laughs> you just get what I'm saying? <laughs> um, there's, there's your golf joke of the day. Um, but I immediately, like, like, kind of a couple of years later, kind of went to the other caddies and said, well, maybe if you weren't such a goddamn sourpuss, you wouldn't have prostate problems. I mean, Jesus. And everyone on Twitter kept saying, like, wow, what, what did this guy, like, what, if he was such an asshole, how come, uh, what kind of group would he be in that would let him come along? And about six to seven other caddies had known that their golfers were the same way. So a lot, I mean, all, most of the crap funnels down that doesn't get through the drain, sticks around the drain and collects together. So there you have it uh cheat so these guys had a special rule going on where and i took a picture of it i don't really know how to dress it up because i think i need to take several pictures uh, like or like break down several screenshots and zoom ins and like 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 do the edit and markup and put notes on them and everything because they had this rule where if you uh fly into a, a sand bunker you have you can um move it within a club's length of wherever it landed and uh and even rate that lie and put it there 
Now we're kind of doing COVID rules in the bunker, I'd say universally where they took the rakes out. So it's kind of the adopted policy baseline. If you hit into the bunker and you land in the footprint, just within reason, move it to the flattest or cleanest sand near to that footprint. If you can't smooth it out and set the ball where you found it. And that's pretty reasonable. I mean, it's just, just the way it goes. As those caddies would go, you think it would save time. You No, it saves us labor, but it doesn't save any time. Basically, I've seen the numbers. They're, they're right across the board. Anyways, um, so I saw him at number six on this one hole. He put his driveway to the right, and it bounced up into a bunker. I mean, we were about 50 yards away from the green. And where his bunker was, it was a bit of like a wet hard pan. But, uh, but I remember walking in there, and I got uh, me sweet New Balance shoes. Thank you, Jason. My new New Balance shoes. I've been wearing them uh, in my whites uh, when I work. I go down and I scuff the ground next to where his ball is. And I notice like, oh, this is actually like not quite clay, but uh, like a really packed down dirt, like a really dark, wet, and not necessarily dark from moisture. It was like had like a real like dark color to it in the first place. But it, but it gave it. It looked like rock. But when I scuffed it up a little bit, it it gave a bit. So he proceeded to pick up his ball from where it was in the uh, in the hard pan that was scuffable. And he started to scuff like his foot right where the ball was. And then he started to move back, scuff on the ground, move back, scuff on the ground. I'm like, okay, well, now you're more than a foot away and you've scuffed up ground so you can set the ball down. I'm saying this in my head. And then he starts moving into a f- not freshly, but a raked area that the maintenance crew had raked that morning. And it looked ar- still raked. It was unmolested, perfectly raked sand. He proceeds to walk, like keep dragging his foot, making this little like, like 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 a retarded curler who lost his brush but he's like i got it he's down there with a foot and a sock going i got it i got it he's doing this to the sand into like the freshly raked zone now i I would argue folks like if you're going to take a club length or whatever three feet go ahead and just take it and and this freshly raked zone or cleanly raked zone was within that area wouldn't you say just take the ball and set it in the sand there no this guy proceeded to like do an elvis dance and shrink his leg all the way into the sand and then put his ball right there in the new part that he kind of roughed up with his foot in the in the part that was already manicured uh, uh nice pristine it, folks if anyone's listening who's a, a snow enthusiast enthusiast uh, when it comes to skiing and snowboarding it was like fresh pow pow and he just essentially just walked across it for no reason i mean and and, and anyways <clears throat> so and they set the ball there whatever that's when i called him that's when i called him in my head a cheater that's when i tweeted about him just kind of like oh my god this guy is like has no need to go beyond the rules in this way, whether he's a cheater. Oh no, he was a, che- oh, he was a cheat because he gave somebody the wrong score. And whether he was being forgetful or not, I knew what his score really was for once. Usually I'm the one who's bad at the math and trying to give the golfer a four. And he's just like, no, Jerry, that was a five. And I'm just like, whoops, my bad. Well, that would be good for you, sir. But uh, he gave an incorrect score. And I thought to myself, like, no, you didn't par that par five when you scold your first one in the bunker, stupid. But uh, anywho, uh, that was the that real ter- terrible golfer and to put a button on it he said right away when we started I'll tip you at the end and which means he would pay my base fee every day which is still a hefty nice fee and he said he'd tip me at the end and then kind of like jokingly was quote unquote if you make it to the end and I laughed and said like you're on because that means yeah if, if this is too awful or or it does or you don't like me then I should just make the base minimum and if I make the whole thing then fine yeah pay me an extra hundred bucks at the end whatever this asshole proceeds to completely forget to tip me out at the end and but he seemed genial enough and i am just awkward enough not to bring it up i don't know if that's necessarily the way i should have structured that sentence but y'all get what i'm saying i never bring it up and that's when i might have tweeted at the time i put quote um 
yeah, I'll tip you out at the end. And then I ended the quote and then I went down to space and I put in all caps, fucking liar. That's about the time when I blocked uh, my employer just in case. Uh, Cause uh, when it comes to nice instances, uh, like uh, with golfers who either listen to this and then request me or request me and then found out about this show or are fans of another show and listen to this show, whatever. A good example is uh, Ben Bloomer, Mr. Ben Bloom. Mr. Bloomer, uh, I hope he's listening to this. Sorry, I haven't put out much content since you've been a listener, but a uh, guy got me a flask with my, where is it? It's not in here. It's the one thing that should be in the studio and everything else is in here. Um, he's, he gave me a flask with my at Jerry Lou Looper handle on it from Twitter. And he, he's, a, he's a sweetheart of a guy. He was geared up for a ton of fun. I gave him a lot of fun. I felt like, you know, maybe he's a little too excitable, you know, like, uh, but, he, but he's, he, he reminds me of like a great Dane but it's just like, but just way too excitable. Like they'll just, he's a big guy and he'll just jump all over you. And he's nice and, and whatnot. And, and I, I was, I was a little, a little frightened maybe to say the least. He's a, he's a big dude and he's really nice and has the best of intentions, but uh, I got to watch out. He's got some claws. He doesn't know how to, no, I'm kidding. Uh, ben, Ben Bloom's a sweet guy, but case in point, he and I could take pictures together. I could post it on Twitter and say like, Hey, this is me and so-and-so. Because we're having a blast here at Bandit Dunes, you know, drinking Lagunitas. No, I'm kidding. But if I have a bad experience with a golfer, I have to essentially dumb it down to my guy. I just I got to say things like my guy and really leave out specifics. I even took where I'm from off my uh, profile, which to be fair, I'm not from the town where my resort is just outside of. No, I'm from a town inside the county. You guys are aware of that. And I'm pretty sure... You know, what's funny is I got way more followers on Twitter than I have listeners to both my podcasts. I guarantee you more people are hearing my voice right now from this, from, from the County I live in. than I have zero people that follow me on Twitter. I mean, you know, cause like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised they have internet. We barely can handle electricity in this backwater Hickberg. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, and um, on one of the holes, this, uh, this old codger, um, no codger's too polite. Um, this old geezer. I'm just going to stick with that. He straight up hit on a par three, one of our par threes um, with an upper tee with a beautiful Vista. He hit his tee shot to about, mm, I don't know. I posted the picture zoomed in. I think it was a foot, foot short. And the motherfucker didn't even crack a smile. And it's just, it turns into a certain type of, you just, that that's not the type of good, like, that's not the type of vibrations you want wearing off on you so and when you're with a bunch of assholes that's the way it goes didn't tip me at the end i think i even to show how like doofy he was or how like funny or nice or relatable he was trying to be to me i quoted something kevin malone from the office said just randomly at the very end of the round or of the very last round when i was just spacing off and looking at somebody in the parking lot i literally just like i i think i just i i, I don't remember what the context is and it doesn't really matter because it's diff- it, 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 what I, my, res- my out loud response was so uncontextual or not related that I, I just like, I remember looking at the parking lot and I just went tuna, tuna, tuna. And, and he starts cracking up and I just look at him like, like, I just like, like he may as well just said, Hey, I'm a serial killer. And I just like, was like, like, it's you. Ah! Like this, I just, I, this offbeat thing I said, three words of, he was tickled by it. Then he gave me the minimum and I just like looked at the money and I just took off. So we're over that topic. Uh, next topic, uh, Tiger Woods <clears throat> got into a car wreck. I was told 
uh, th- that happened on a Tuesday morning. We record the Bomb Squad podcast on a Sunday evening before that. And Gary Guidos, a great friend of mine who's going to be on the show at some point, and I hope he's listening to this. He listens to the Bomb Squad uh, podcast, the other show, but he started calling me and texting me like he usually does but then he texts me saying i'm not in the tub listening to the podcast and calling you like i normally do but uh you're fucking nostradamus i'm just like what do you mean and to dumb it down real quick and to give you the guys the reader's digest version um friggin uh i said at one point on our podcast last week's episode i don't know the number but at minute 24 he said go back listen to minute 24 and my exact snippet that he told me to listen to was a little out of context and it was a little about me talking about two things at once and sound like I was on cocaine. I was sober for four days before that. And I was starting to crush the seltzer lemonades. And I don't know why that made me hyper, but I was talking about how I was talking about how Max Homo just won the Genesis or whatever, and how that could be your last tournament. You never know when your last tournament you ever win is just in terms of how you can be hurt or just whatever. You just don't know when your last moment is. And then I kind of, I, and I saw, I heard somebody else say this, this was weeks ago on Twitter and somebody said, doesn't all this make you like, it was when Tiger was like stuck in his back surgery. And we said like, doesn't this make you all feel so much like more magical thinking about like Tiger's 2019 masters and how great that was. And, and that dovetailing into this thing that as uh, a friend of the show, who's been on here, uh, coworker, Nick Pretorius, who's who after, if you've listened to our, the Nick Pretorius episode, thanks for listening. Cause He's swearing to go sober. He's not, but uh, but I remember looking at him and listening to him as we were doing that podcast. And I don't go back and listen to my work often, especially when it's that long. And I apologize. But overall, uh, Nick Pretor, I said this, and Nick even got back to me and said, "You say this every other week, Jerry." But I, my exact quote was, "Don't swerve off." Here it is: "Quote, don't swerve off the road, people." I didn't start it like that. I didn't say this right now. Let's start this over. Take two. Quote. Don't swerve off the road, people, but Tiger might not ever win a tournament ever again. End quote. And then I, Nick looked at me when I said that, reported that back to him. And he said, Jerry, you say every other week Tiger's never going to win again. And I'm just going to like, yeah, I do. Don't I? Or I said he, he might not ever again. So I wasn't, I appreciate Gary making me feel good, but uh, I'm not a soothsayer as much as I'd like to be. Uh, but uh, that's about, I mean, and, and, and then I did post a couple jokey tweets and i took one down that was very insensitive about how tiger looked but anyone who had eyeballs connected to a spinal column uh, and their brain that could register information back and forth could know or or could see that tiger had that glassy-eyed puffy face look now as i might have mentioned on bomb squad i was afraid that he might be back on the pain pills after the uh, surgery i also commented i think no, no, no. I didn't say it on Bomb Squad, but I, but we, that was when we were, damn, bugging here. Uh, that was when we were talking about uh, how I hope Tiger's okay because I saw him on the broadcast. Now, mind you, Tiger always looked glassy and puffy, like he just smoked a, a, a blunt or a J. Sorry, I didn't mean to say blunt. I'm not being racial. Uh, he just like smoked a marijuana cigarette uh, and then went on the air. But when he was playing golf, he never looked like that. He really never looked like that. He always looked trim, sharp, focused, steely eyed white clear i mean ty is the only one who can see my eyes and i got a hundred watt bulb on me right now and nah, they ain't very white but i've never done pills before that was one of my jokey tweets but then on monday david spade tweeted a selfie of him and tiger and tiger looked just as like you know like a glazed donut like a red glazed donut just staring at the camera and i retweeted the next day tuesday morning i said uh hey we gotta stop like uh, showing tiger off like this because we're all gonna think he's off the wagon again ha 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 
and then an hour later, I'm sitting in a very nice winery in Winston, Oregon, right by Roseburg. In Oregon. I'm sitting there at a winery with uh, Jennifer, and um, all of a sudden, uh, I start seeing the news about Tiger. And then I take the tweet down because I didn't know if he was, you know, not doing well again when it comes to the substances. And it because I'm very much like, don't delete your tweets, don't, you know, blah, 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 don't, don't go back on what you say. Like, uh, like uh, Herm Edwards said, put your name on it. <clears throat> so I took the tweet down because I thought it was, uh, and, I'm, and I'm a man of poor taste when it comes to jokes or overall humor or just rhetoric or verbiage in general. But I took the tweet down because of the timing of it. Uh, this happened at 7.12 or 7.13 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. I made the joke at about 10 a.m. Tuesday morning, this particular joke. And I took it down. And I put up a new tweet, like, essentially saying, I'm sorry, folks. I'm genuinely sorry about, like, I was not trying to be insensitive one bit. And, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, and I should, you should take me to Vegas because if you really think I predicted something or I was making a joke about something that I didn't know about while it was happening, so to speak, whatever. So uh, speedy recovery for Tiger. One last thing, though, honestly. We've all read the accident reports. There's no new news. We all want to know if he was on something. We won't. Um, ultimately, and I've heard reasons why, but I haven't heard things that back them up, so I'm not going to share them here because if I was having a dialogue with somebody, maybe I could talk about them, but I only know the couple things I've read, and I can't substantiate jack squat. So, but what I'm really kind of weirded out about is everyone saying Tiger may never golf again. And don't get me wrong. I don't want to hear responses of rhetoric of like how medically uh, how the leg works and blah 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 things like that i know how it works i've been through more than just the high school equivalent of medical medical classes and terminology etc so forth i'm not when it, i am kind of a dummy but when it comes to like knowing certain things that are helpful in life or i find fascinating like medicine and science i know more than my fair share my dad was a, a medically inclined uh, fella as well in, in his uh, vocation and uh, by proxy i did learn a lot as with my wife so all this being said i considering Tiger was kind of already jammed up in the first place from a back surgery, he broke his leg uh, in many places and it's awful. Don't even at me telling me which leg it was and which one he needs to drive off for power. Okay. I used to give golf lessons and I, I understand how the golf swing works. And I used to, uh, when I was in the service, I was trying to be a bodybuilder. I never made it, but I lifted a shit ton of weights and I understand physical fitness. I was a physical trainer when I was in the service. So I get all this, but moreover, I don't think that this is the thing that's going to end his career. If anything, as people say, I, I still don't make, I still maintain he may never win again, but I mean, if he comes back, this is going to be another amazing redemption, redemption story. I'll uh, see Ben Hogan, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> but in all fairness, I genuinely think that he was going to be kind of laid up or not doing golf much anyways. Now it's, he's just going to be uh, taking it easy a lot longer. 2021 is going to be a scratch year for him, whatever. He's still, he's proven to us that he can still win a, a major at his age, condition, blah, 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 whatever, uh, with all the scrutiny. And you know what? Let me say this, because I, 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 I got this phone call in on the, the, from the Fringe podcast uh, with Kit Mann, and I got to admit, every one of my calls gets through, and I love him, and I really appreciate it. But overall, I, <clears throat> oh, God, I'm skipping ahead of my notes here. I, I saw his name, and I, I, I didn't mean to bring it up, but uh, uh, one of my questions i asked him most recently on his podcast was um uh uh is he camp jack or camp tiger because it's like who's the goat or blah 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 
he gave, I was always Camp Jack because uh, scoreboard when it came to majors and it's what Tiger cared about. But, uh, but Kit's argument for why he picks Tiger, half of it was stuff I already know. And the other half was pretty insightful, like from very good perspective, from kind of stuff I already knew statistically, but stuff that I kind of like didn't think like, yeah, but I didn't really apply it in that mental sense. So he, he uh, uh, aside from uh, mispronouncing Hanma every time saying he knows a lot, a ton about Hanma, I, uh, I, I felt that very helpful and insightful, but um, I sincerely think that if, Ty- if Tiger comes back from this and wins number 16, he, I will sign off on he will beat Jack's record. When he won number 15, I didn't know. I still was like, okay, that was nice. Jack had his one in 86, so this might have been Tiger's 86 Augustus, so to speak, 2019 Masters. I hope not, but I'm glad to have watched it and have been around for it and enjoyed it. If Tiger comes back from this and if he wins another major, he will destroy Jack Nicholas's record. Speedy recovery, Tiger Woods. Um, we lost an employee at Bannon Dunes, very near and dear to my heart. He's also a brother elk, which, uh, oh, by the way, your boy's uh, number two in command. It's a, I'm allowed to officially talk about it. I got, we got the phone calls out. We've been meeting. It, it's official. I am uh, second in command. I am the esteemed leading knight. Is it leading knight? Not literally. Yeah, esteemed leading knight at the Kokio Valley Elks Lodge, number 1935. We have a nine-hole golf course. Every time I talk about the club, that's what I'm referring to. Like when I shot my 68 the, uh, the other day, that's it. Um, we... Uh, yeah, we lost a brother elk, and ultimately, if you know Bandon Dunes, we all know Shoe. I like to joke about my little one-sided, humorous rivalry, a satirical rivalry with Shoe and his poor weather system. But every day I see him, he, he's we salute each other or we shake each other's hands, even though we're wearing gloves, uh, because he's former Coastie, and uh, he's been around the resort forever, and he's a lot of fun when it comes to um, guest interactions. Uh, so we all know Shu. And if there was anyone in terms of a pecking order of people, regulars, people you see who's not a caddy or like people with personalities or nicknames or whatever, next was Bobby the Starter. And he, Bobby was, Bobby Charitar was a, um, was the starter at Bandon Dunes since they opened. And Bandon Dunes, I got to talk about it. I guess this is, well, I don't know. You know what? Like I said, I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. What, what, what's going to happen? They're going to cancel this podcast or whatever. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> Bobby um, was the main starter. And from day one at the very first course that was there. And he, everyone knew who Bobby the starter was. Um, he was the guy that Every day of the week, he had a different color scheme going. I could never, for the life of me, remember if, like, he had certain colors for certain days. Like, I think Friday might have been Purple Day. But he he would do orange, he would do pink, he would do yellow. He had a lot of great golf shoes, vests, hats. And honestly, if it wasn't for the money, I would totally be a starter at one of the golf courses. Because you can develop your own spiel, and you get to see every golfer. Essentially, you're the ticket taker at Disneyland. And you get to put it, you have a smile on your face. Everyone has a smile on their face because they're they're getting in, even though they just spent a ton of money. They know what they're doing. That's why it's called Destination Resort. They know what they gotten into. 
and uh, Bobby just had it down. And uh, Bobby, as an elk brother, he was one of the most like remembered or funny. Just he he's a, he's an Indian fella, um, Indian, and that's uh, uh, dots not feathers. Uh, he's an Indian fella, and uh, he I remember him back when I was four or five years old. Well, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, he he essentially where was I in the the, the Bobby tale? He was a brother elk. Um, sorry, I'm all over the place here. Not that, not that I'm, not that I'm holding anything back. Um, ultimately, there's a lot I want to talk about with Bobby, and a lot I want to say. But um, I mostly just, I, I got a great story. Jesus Christ! Okay, so Bobby got COVID early January. It was bad. Um, he was one of the cases that was put on a ventilator. And then he, everything got a little bit better. He was taken off the ventilator and then things started to go south. He was, he went from the county hospital to, went up to Eugene two days later. And then two days later is the Super Bowl. And I'm getting a phone call from a rando caddy friend, Gary Guidos, who we didn't necessarily know like Bobby mutually whatsoever. I think Gary was just a, a dear friend of mine doing a, a, the right thing in terms of just sharing information. Um, telling me Bobby was moved up to Portland uh, Hospital of some kind. And I just thought to myself, Jesus Christ, what's next to the grave? Like he was just falling apart. That was the Super Bowl. Today is March 3rd or 4th. I guess last Thursday, we got some good news that I didn't hear about. And we got some more good news before that, where I guess they said they've addressed the thing in his stomach and now they're working on his lungs. And then yesterday, Tuesday, no, Wednesday at about noon, one o'clock, I heard that Bobby had passed away. And I was at the Elks Club and he's an elk. And I kind of looked around going, well, there's no real employees here, like officers other than me. So I had to start making phone calls and sending emails and, you know, letting others know that like we lost a member and that there's like certain clerical work and yada, yada, yada. But um, Bobby was uh, definitely a character that will be adored and missed by everybody. I, I, I don't, I, there's a remembrance coming up and I, I don't know if I'm going to go or not, but I'll at least share it right now. I have a great Bobby story. The one time Jennifer, my wife, met him was at this golf tournament about a year ago. Exactly. Really? It was the Winter Classic. It was a it was a late February of 2020 or 2019. I'm not sure if it was COVID or not. I got to do better memory there. But we um we were playing golf uh, and we were done. and We went to the bar. And I remember this must have been 2019 because it was a long time ago because after that I bugged Bobby every week about playing golf and he would always be at men's leagues I wasn't at and I was at most of them but every night I wasn't there he happened to be there and vice versa and I'd always text him every week about wanting to play golf with him and he was trying to but he lived in uh, Coos Bay North Bend so that was tough but <clears throat> I remember we go into the uh <laughs> he's sitting there amongst about a dozen people just all milling about sitting down me and Jennifer walk in and she's got a great ass and uh and we walk in, we stand at the bar, we're getting something to drink. And I look over and I look over and do a double take and I just see Bobby sitting there. I'm just kind of like, oh my God, I didn't know Bobby was an elk. Awesome. And I just kind of look at him like, I go, hey, Bobby. He doesn't look at me because he's staring at Jennifer's ass. Just like, 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 I wouldn't say like laser-like focus. Like, yeah, he did look half asleep, but he was staring right at her can perfectly. And I'm just kind of like, hey, Bobby. <clears throat> Nothing. 
just still staring. He might have been asleep for all I know, or having a stroke. But no, he was staring at her ass. I know it for a fact because I brought it up to him, and he gets a little embar- he got a little embarrassed about it from time to time. But finally, I kind of step up to him, and I'm like, "Hey, Bobby!" <laughs> like I'm snapping in front of him, like you're like snapping a dog, not a dog, just like your your deaf kid or something. And then he kind of just like blinks and looks at me with the same face. And I'm just like, "Hey, Bobby, I'm over here. Stop looking at her ass!" And I just yelled it out loud, and, and he's just like, "Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry." <laughs> I don't know if you ever admitted to it, but I totally grilled him in front of 20 people and they lost their, they lost their, their tits over it. So rest in peace, Bobby. Uh, like I said, on my tweet, you're going to be missed. And, uh, the first tee up in heaven is open. Hit him straight, buddy. Now, how's my golf game? Uh, my golf game is, uh, it's, it's great. It's really great. The things I was really good at suck. And the things I was really bad at are coming around. Uh, I won that gift card from a uh, kit man from the, from the fringe podcast for being, um, well, now I, I feel like I won't win anything ever again. And what I won was out of all his callers, I got chosen for a $50 gift card. I'm pretty sure I was the only caller at the time. Thank you. But I got a chintzy little brush for my bag and I got a, a nice extra long super stroke uh, 2.0 putter grip that I at first was a little scared about, but Quit and shot a 68 with a lot of one putts, a lot of long putts for par, even hit a 30 footer for bogey or two might've, mm. but, uh, it, if kids listening, which he's not, uh, that's what I spent the gift card on. So we can cross that off. Um, we don't need to talk about that. Okay. I don't got anything else for us. This actually went on a lot longer than I thought, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start, I'm going to close <clears throat> doing something. I think. Uh, if I'm good or bad at it, you have to let me know, but please let me know. Uh, I'm going to try to do the Gorse Golf ad while doing an impersonation. And the impersonation I've chosen today is one Jack Nicholson, the actor from A Few Good Men. And um, he was the Joker in the original, uh, the original Joker in Batman. And he's going to do a Gorse Golf ad here. But uh, so uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I uh, <clears throat> let me get one of these. <clears throat> <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know if Jack plays golf anymore or if he ever did, but this, this advertisement's for gorsegolf.com. You want me to spell it? It says, or say spell it. I don't know. Understand here. It's not even a good read, but gorsegolf.com. If you, when you go out and golf, you gotta, you clink your clubs around like some kind of jackass. And next thing you know, you got chips in your driver and you don't want anything like that. But apparently people, People are careless and they and they need to cover their heads. Gorse Golf Head Covers, if you enter in the coupon code Bomb Squad Pod, you get an additional 10% off. And uh, I, I am not jokering around when I say that gorsegolf.com only accepts a few good men. It, oh, I fucked that up. <clears throat> Who cares? I don't care. That's gorsegolf.com, Bomb Squad Pod, 10% off. All one word. Uh, new golf jokes. Uh, this isn't a new golf joke I heard, but uh, one of our one of our coworkers had a real uh, had an Asian fellow with a real heavy Asian um, accent, and I guess he must have been like the Lewis Black of Asians because this guy the way he yelled or whatever the way uh, Maddie described the joke. But uh, they're walking down number four fairway, one of my favorite uh, holes on the, this particular eighteen, and uh, this guy yells at Maddie said. How do you like pussy fuck dunes?
All right, folks, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe and hit this hit this chip guy saying, hey, don't step on the frosted grass. And it, if you're going to drive home, it, last, loop, last looper podcast. Here I come again.